It's 1981, 40 years ago, and Steve Jobs is guesting on Nightline. This is long before the iPhone. We're talking more than 25 years before he debuts the iPhone. And this is a younger Steve Jobs in his early 80s brown suit, not as eloquent as the Steve Jobs that we knew in his later life. So he's on this news program. This is 1981. Bear in mind that probably the most advanced computers the people had at the time was the Apple II or maybe the ZX81 by the UK's Sinclair. That's how advanced we were back then. And here's Steve Jobs talking about the future. Now, why am I sharing this clip with you? It's because what it does is shows how 40 years ago, if you were a business leader, you went on TV to define your narrative, to own your narrative, to own your category. Because the TV interviewer in the preface to this interview with Steve Jobs was talking about how computers were taking over our lives. This is 1981, for God's sake, long before we even got Netscape Navigator and AOL Online and Windows 95. That's like 14 years away. 1981. How things were different back then. And that's the narrative that business leaders were presented with. So what do you do when you go on TV? Do you go with their narrative, go with their agenda, or you do try and define it yourselves? And that's what Steve Jobs was very good and very good at. And what he uses was a form of storytelling, a B2B form of storytelling called short form storytelling, which is something that Steve Jobs was very good at. B2B storytelling, short form, is getting up on stage and saying, it's the X of Y. The iPod is a tool for the heart. Or when he talked about the computer, one of the first times, if you watch it on the Steve Jobs documentary with Ben Affleck, not Ben Affleck, the other guy, he's talking about how the computer is like a TV set and a typewriter together. And that's how he's explaining it to a journalist. So he's using analogies, short form stories to find the unknown in the context of the known. So here he is on Nightline. I'm going to play this to you. So the quality is quite bad, but I want you to listen to it. And really, this is a great example of B2B storytelling because the sound, the fashion, the dialogue, it's so dated 40 years ago, which just goes to show that Media, traditional media, is so dated, i.e. if you're a business leader, if you're a startup, you're a technologist, you can't go onto TV and define your category, define the narrative, the strategic narrative in the way that you used to. And that's why I and business leaders increasingly are today turning to podcasts, because it's a great way to define your category, choose your map and own it. Let's have a listen to Steve Jobs back in 1981 doing just that. All right, we heard you talking on tape a moment ago about the bicycle of the 21st century. Right. What were you talking about? Well, actually, I read a survey in Scientific American in the early 70s. And what this survey had done was it measured the efficiency of locomotion for various species of things on the planet, birds, fish, dogs, and it ranked them. And uh, it turned out that the condor won. The con condor took the least amount of energy to get from point A to point B. So basically what Steve do, is doing here is using analogies. So... 
He's talking about the bicycle of the 21st century. We understand the bicycle. We don't understand the 21st century. So he's using an analogy we're familiar with. And with that, all the kind of rules, behaviors, and expectations associated with the bicycle. So for us, the bicycle, even in 1981, is very familiar and we're very comfortable with it. But at the beginning, we know that the bicycle is very odd and it's something new and we don't get it. So he's using that analogy to help him explain the computer. And by doing so, he's also building in the backstory and the future expectations of what the computer will be. He's saying, basically, this is something we're not used to, but in time, it will give us great efficiency savings. And man sort of came in with a rather unimpressive showing about a third of the way down the list. But someone at uh, that magazine had the insight to test the efficiency of man riding a bicycle. And man riding a bicycle was twice as good as the Condor, all the way off the end of the list. And it really illustrated man's ability as a tool maker to fashion a tool to amplify an inherent ability that he has. So basically what Steve is saying here is that the computer is a tool. He's got you to buy into the idea of the bicycle that we understand few people would challenge the value of a bicycle in modern society. And few people would also doubt that at the beginning we didn't really get it. And so what he's doing is he's using the familiar to connect our experience of the unfamiliar, which is the computer. So he's saying it's kind of like a bicycle. Okay, I get that. It's going to be weird at the beginning, but we'll get used to it. And then it will have some great efficiency savings. And he's also showing that, you know, mankind by default is a tool maker. And therefore, we also buy into this idea that we're going to create new tools and we're going to create new tools which give us massive efficiency gains just in the same way that we created the first stone axes and gave us massive efficiency gains or the plow or the wheel for example now what we're seeing is b2b storytelling in practice and we all know how powerful this is so whether steve jobs is talking about the bicycle of the 21st century or a tool for the heart or you know even Dieter Mateschitz the CEO of Red Bull talking about energy drinks as opposed as opposed to a soda strategic narratives are extremely powerful because they allow you to define a category and it's like choosing your own map if you choose your map you can also define the worldviews which people accept with that map if Steve Jobs went in to this interview and started using the narratives which the interviewer was using about you know the fear of technology then he would lose because now they're playing the rules of the game which he hasn't mastered they're playing to the agenda of the media now 2020s let's forward 40 years now we don't have tv to define these category narratives like we used to but we have tools like podcasts and webinars b2b storytelling channels to define our narratives and the great thing is we can own them so if i want to talk about my company as an hr tech company or my company as a data company or my company as a logistics company what happens is is that my narrative becomes the default narrative of the media or whatever people are talking about right now 
But ha- what I can do is I can go in, I can use my podcast, my voice, my channel to define that narrative. I can plant a flag and let people rally around it. And if I get people to come along and buy into my worldview, I can also own that conversation in the same way that Steve Jobs could when he went on to TV. If 10% of the people watching that program, Nightline in 1981, bought into the idea of the bicycle of the 21st century. He was effectively creating a fan base that he didn't have to convert. What the problem is, is that so many, I see so many founders now who are trying to convert 100% of the market to their worldview. But what they should be doing is just identifying their fans, that 10% who already got it, got it, get it, that 10% who understand that narrative and want to come along on that journey with him, as opposed to trying to convert 100%. Look, you only have one life to give. And so you only have one life and a certain amount of energy. So if you're going to give that, give it to those who believe, as opposed to the unbelievers. You know, You can bang your head against the wall for a very long time trying to get people to come along with you. Don't worry about that 90%. Instead, focus on the 10% and let that 10% convert the 90%. That's why you need your channel, your voice, and that is the power of B2B storytelling. And we don't have folks, we don't have media, we don't have TV, we don't have events where we can stand on stage anymore in the post-pandemic world. That's all gone. But what we do have is this very agile, effective, and authentic storytelling channel, which are podcasts. And we can use that to reach out to our fans, to the people who get that narrative, who aren't going to go, oh, the bicycle of the 21st century. No, no, no. You're not going to get the yes bar people. You, those guys can go away. You don't want the yes bar people. You want the people who don't say yes, but who move the goalposts every time you try and define it. You don't want those guys who ask you to justify yourselves. You're like, oh, what do you mean by the bicycle of the 21st century? Bicycles are inefficient. You don't want those guys. You want those guys to go away. You want the 10% who said, yeah, I love it. Tell me more. I want to know more about your vision, your backstory. I want to know more about your company culture, your team, your journey. That's the power of a podcast, guys. And that is why I believe in the 2020s, 40 years after Steve Jobs did it on Nightline, I believe today the goalposts have moved, the market has changed, the landscape has evolved. But we haven't. We're still thinking that we need to go to mass media to define our narratives. That's all gone. Today we can pick ourselves. Today we can pick up our own megaphone and speak to our own fans, plant our own flag and define our own tribe.